From the bowels of uncertainty and fear, from the mountains of euphoria and success, from the faraway lands of China and Far East, to the warm glowing sun of California coast and the top of the Freedom Tower, we bring you the Global Edge Talk. If you are an aspiring entrepreneur or hardened enterprise global executive with an edgy story of winning or defeat, entering new markets, or getting out of the old ones, we want to talk to you. We want to share your story. We want everyone to be on the edge. And because of you, we want everyone to have the edge, the global Edge. And now, the Global Edge talk host, Alex Romanovich. Hi, this is your host, Alex Romanovich, and welcome to Global Edge Talk. Um, we have a wonderful day today. It's right after the Valentine's Day, and uh, from New York, it's getting cold. It's not getting any warmer. So I don't know about this, uh, this um, hedgehog who is telling us that it's going to get warmer. Not sure. Anyways, we have a very exciting guest in our studio today, Pauline Sushko. She is going to be calling from Ukraine. She's a very accomplished young individual, and she just recently wrote a book. She's also an avid traveler, global traveler. That's why she is a great guest for Global Edge Talk, and she's going to tell us a little bit about herself. Pauline, welcome to our studio. Hello, Alex. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Now, we've known Pauline, you and I have known each other for a couple of years now, yeah, yeah, but I'm still discovering so many interesting, wonderful things about you. Tell me, tell us, uh, our audience, about yourself a little bit. Hello, everyone. I am originally from Ukraine. I am a law graduate, and I'm currently getting my master's in business in Poland, at University in Poland. Uh, when I was on my third year of um, getting my law degree, I realized that I am more of a creative person. So I wanted to change my life and uh, I decided to just finish my bachelor's and be done with it. So I could uh, do something more that spoke to me more, you know. Holy cow. I didn't even know you were going for a law degree. That's amazing. This is what's interesting. You know, you think you know the person for a couple of years. You discover these amazing things about you. So law degree, then you switch to business school, and now you are writing a book, from what I understand. Oh, you actually, you wrote a book, you published it, correct? Yes, yes, I did. So the idea for the book came to me firstly because I'm an avid reader myself, and I have more than a thousand books on my Kindle save, and I can't really imagine my life without them. So why I wanted to write the book is because I wanted to impact people the way some of those books uh, impacted me at the time. About the book itself, uh, so it's called A Journey Through Life. It's a teen romance about friendship, family, and learning to love yourself. Um, That's awesome. Um, I, I know you also travel quite a bit. How many countries have you visited, would you say? Is it over 20, 25? Yeah, I think it's about 20, all of Europe for sure. And uh, I think... Um, some of the northern countries as well. Very cool. So let me ask you, a book, an avid traveler globally, almost a law degree, a business degree in a different country, what is going on there? I mean, what, what, what's in your head, Pauline? Tell us more about it. I mean, at 22, it seems like you've experienced already so much. I'm just curious, what inspires you the most in all of this activity? I think the most um, important thing for me is to 
experience as much as I can because, you know, nothing is guaranteed. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. And I think you have to grab onto every possibility that you have that is presented to you. And I think the main thing is not to be afraid of doing something unusual and uh, not being afraid of changing your life. You know, I have a friend who always says, um, you know, if I, if I had to die tomorrow, I wouldn't regret anything and I lived a full life and it yeah, was an interesting exactly. life. And I think it's probably the same type of a philosophy is you yeah. have to take as much from life as possible, especially when, we, when the globe, when our planet has so much to offer. Let me ask you something. So you published a book on Amazon. And uh, from what I understand, it's a kind of a mini hit. Uh, it was uh, recently mentioned as a sort of a top newcomer or one of the top newcomers. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the whole process of publishing a book on Amazon. Just very curious about that. Firstly, I wanted to, um, you know, um, ask some people for help, who, uh, people who already did uh, those type of things, who already published uh, a book or were in the process of publishing a book. And then I thought to myself, well, if they could do it, why, why can't I do it? So I decided to do everything myself. Of course, I wrote it. I edited it. Uh, I created the cover. I created the blurb. Uh, everything that is related to this book was created by me. And I'm kind of really proud of that. So, yeah, I wanted it to be you know, like an extension of my thoughts, my thought process. And I wanted to, I wanted this book to be an eye opener for uh, many girls and maybe boys uh, and to make them understand that it doesn't matter what people think. Um, that's basically all, um, everything that the book is about. It's about all, all that matters is what makes your heart beat faster and your eyes glow when you talk about it or when you do something. Uh, so this is what life is about, creating as many passionate, happy moments as possible. That's amazing. That's actually very inspiring. So what, what that says is that anybody, you know, a, a girl wakes up in China tomorrow or in India or um, in South America someplace and she just can go on Amazon and publish a book, I guess. Yes, yes. That's the main uh, goal that Amazon uh, why Amazon created Kindle Independent Publishing. And uh, I think, yeah, everyone can do it. Absolutely. But, uh, let's be honest, though. You still have to promote it, correct? You still have to kind of do a number of things inside of that whole ecosystem to promote the book, uh, make sure that uh, you know, it gets the proper attention and so forth. Yes, uh, yes, of course, you have to do it. So what I did was I asked my family and friends uh, to download it and to read it and to leave reviews. Um, you can also share it on social media, of course, where uh, you have all your following. So you can ask people to rate it, to read it, to download it. Also, uh, Amazon has a great algorithm for those things. So all the newcomers, all the new authors, they usually get uh, great um, you know, possibilities to promote their books. Excellent. Uh, by the way, uh, I want to uh, let everybody know that we will post the links to the book um, on our podcast and uh, podcast website, and uh, we will have some additional information on self-publishing, Kindle publishing, and so forth. A couple other questions, Pauline, if you don't mind. You're a busy millennial, I guess, right? And you have so many different interests, book, travel to over 20 countries. You have a couple of uh, wonderful pugs. I know you love pets. Uh, a lot of work. I know we, uh, we collaborate on a couple of projects. Tell us honestly, how does this impact your personal life? You know, we talk about relationships and 
you know, a time that's allotted to um, socializing with others and so forth? To be honest, I find myself um, as a really complicated person to have a relationship with um, because when I decide to do something, whether it's uh, personal, whether it's business, I do it 100% and I usually become so focused on my goals that I don't notice everyone else. I'm a very independent person and I always uh, was from a young age because I think I'm a Gen Z, uh, not a millennial, because I was born in 97. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, I always, I just recently discovered that I'm a Gen X actually, according to McKinsey, McKinsey's yeah. research, but all, before that I thought I was a, a, a baby boomer. So, oh, wow. you know, I guess it's a good, I guess it's good news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I would say I'm pretty good at juggling things, you know, work, pets, family, staying healthy, traveling and other interests. But having a relationship, yeah, that's re that requires a lot of work and I'm just kind of not ready to put it in for now. Got you, got you. Okay, so um, sounds interesting. Since we're on the topic of generations, and by the way, you know, whether you're Gen Z, Millennial, Gen X, or Baby Boomer, it makes no difference. Every age, I was told by one very wise individual, every age has its advantages, and I truly believe so as well. Uh, but let me ask you a question. Um, when you're out there, when you uh, conduct business or you interact with people and so forth, do you actually feel as a Millennial or as a Gen Z, excuse me, do you feel a generational gap when you? you know, interact with others? Do you actually feel that there is a tremendous amount of difference between you and others who are older? I think because I usually, um, in business, uh, I interact more with people who are older than me. So I definitely do feel a gap, but only because I wish I already had as much knowledge as they do. I think it really depends on the person. It doesn't matter if you're 20 or 40 or 60 Sure, there are some setbacks, such as technology gap, given Gen Zs are born with their fingers attached to smartphones, you know. Uh, but I generally think that it's all about the way person acts and if they are willing to learn and change their thought process. I mean, come on, my grandma uses Facebook better than I do, and she's almost 75. That's amazing, isn't it? My parents are the same way. They're in their 80s. They use Skype. They use Facebook. They actually do everything on mobile devices. They do banking, they do all of those things, and it's incredible. I'm amazed at how uh, some of the older generations, and maybe you know, it's not politically correct to say older, but some of the other generations that are not millennial or Gen Zs are using technology, and it's pretty incredible. But you know, going back to the workplace environment, and how do you see other generations through the eyes of Gen Z? Do you see them still as kind of an old world, uh, do you feel that you're being looked at in a different way? You know, tell me more about that. I actually have a great perspective on this because uh, my sister is um, almost 30 years old and I think she can be defined as a millennial and I'm uh, extremely close to her. So I even feel uh, some kind of a gap with her. So not to mention my parents or, you know, just generally people who are older. Um, yeah, I definitely do think that people look at my generation a little differently just because they think, uh, in my opinion, because they think that we are, you know, um, kind of flighty and, and uh, we don't know what we want or we are not ready to work or something like that, that we are not, that we don't want to create something, um, you know, 
great uh, with our capabilities and all that is presented to us. So, yeah, I definitely feel that, yeah. Excellent. Look, I'm going to ask you a stupid question. Everybody gets this. You already wrote a book. In your 22 years, you accomplished you know, more than some of the folks accomplished in their 40s. In their 40s. Uh, you impacted a number of clients through your work. You're a great creative person. You have uh, excellent uh, skills in graphics and design and so forth. You had relationships. You have pets. You've traveled to more than 20 countries. Wow, that's just, that's a lot. So what's next? What, what do you see yourself in 5, 10, 15 years? I mean, I, I know it's a, maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a stupid question, but maybe you, have, you give us a little bit of a, an insight into that. I, maybe this uh, will sound crazy coming from a 22-year-old, but I think my ultimate goal is um, you know, to be happy, genuinely, consistently happy, regardless of what that looks like to others. So, but if we are talking more specifically, I, just, um, I want to have my own business, definitely, something related to publishing or design, I don't know yet. <laughs> I want to travel, of course, to many more countries. Um, I have a bucket list. I would love to move. I would love to move to France. To be honest, I love the country and I've been learning French for a year now. So basically create memories to look back on and smile when I'm old, you know, sip my wine somewhere on the coast of French Riviera, that kind of thing. That's awesome because I have the, um, by the way, I have the same dream to, uh, to do something um, similar, but I like Portugal instead of France. But we oh, have similar, we have similar um, things that we, um, that we aspire to. Uh, but let me ask you, um, you said something very interesting. You said, you know, you want to be happy. What is the yeah. definition of happiness for you? I think that, you know, the biggest lesson I've learned so far is not to force anything. You know, conversations, friendships, business deals, relationships. Because I think that anything that is forced is not just, um, it's not worth fighting for. So whatever flows, flows. Whatever crashes, it crashes. So... Um, I'm not saying you don't have to be driven or ambitious because for me, happiness is having uh, some kind of a goal that I am driven to achieve. Um, you have to keep evolving and recreating yourself, uh, read, explore, discover. I think for me, happiness is learning on my mistakes. Uh, there's no shame in uh, admitting that you've made a mistake. Um, I think learning new things for me is happiness, uh, expanding my mind and um, adding versatility to my life, creating new habits, maybe upgrading myself in some ways. So, yeah, I think that is the definition of happiness for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, uh, finally, wanted to talk to you a little bit about what is it that you would like to say to the audience? You know, our audience is global audience of edgy entrepreneurs and global executives, uh, aspiring professionals like yourselves, like yourself, uh, what's, a, what's your few words of advice? What do you want to share in conclusion of this, uh, of this chat? From my standpoint, I think the main thing I would um, advise people is to overcome their fears of failing. I think that failure is the most, um, you know, the, the hardest thing that could happen to you because it stops you from uh, getting what you want. And um, I think no matter if you are, uh, you know, a young uh, girl from Ukraine or if you are an executive somewhere in New York, um, I think the main thing is you have to be 
fearless and you have to go you, you know you have to do everything uh, that you think is necessary to achieve your goals yeah yeah i think that's it yeah, so quick question you abandoned the law degree um any plans to maybe go back and finish that or is that not in your is that not in the future to be honest i don't think um it's right for me because finishing a law degree means you have to get a typical job uh, and um in my country uh it's it means that i will just slowly fade away into the system and um all the things that i always wanted to accomplish would just you know go away so yeah i don't think it's in the cards for me and i don't think that i will ever go back to finishing it so but hey i can i can just tell people that i have a law degree so why not i got you you know it's kind of you mentioned something and it's um you know i'm originally from ukraine myself having uh, emigrated 40 years ago and of course, at that time, it was Soviet Union. But you mentioned something about Ukraine and um, countries like Ukraine, I guess. And it's um, it's a shame that somebody like yourself, a bright, young, accomplished individual, is thinking of leaving. What does the country, maybe this is a kind of a part of the um, advice that you want to give as well, uh, on behalf of other millennials and other Gen Zs in Ukraine, what does the country have to do to really retain somebody like you, not to lose you. I mean, losing somebody like you, it's got to be a shame. It's got to be a, such a loss for, for the entire environment, for the community, for everybody like that. So wh what does the country have to do to overcome that? I'm going to be completely honest here. Um, I think that the main problem is that we still have some of the Soviet mentality left. And it's still quite dominant here. You know, the country is not the problem. The people are the problem. So I think that if people would care less about themselves and care more about helping others, maybe that will change how things are now. Because if you only care about yourself and you don't, you know, take other people's feelings into consideration or you don't you don't feel the need to help someone and you just don't care about them. I don't think that this country will go anywhere before that changes. Now you said something interesting. You said country is the country, it's separate and people are the people. Isn't isn't that sort of a a dichotomy? Isn't a country made of people and uh, isn't it up to the people to make sure that the country does well and it has appropriate programs and you know attraction points and so forth. Why do you say that people are separate from the country? I think sadly Ukraine is not just usual people. Uh, Ukraine is mainly government first and foremost because um, you know let's be honest we have a lot of corrupted um, you know politicians up there and um, as sad as it is, even if I, as a younger woman who would want to create something great, uh, as much as I want to help uh, this country, uh, you know, evolve, uh, I couldn't do it because I have so much, uh, so many things uh, that are, you know, stopping me. Um, not because I'm not driven enough or ambitious enough, just because there are obstacles that are out of my, you know, power. So... Yeah, I think that in this particular case in Ukraine, people are people and country and government are country and government, you know. I see. So you're associating country with the government. I understand. Yeah. 
kind of interesting because um, yeah, many countries that is the case. A lot of bureaucracy, a lot of corruption, um, and so forth. So, but again, is there a glimmer of hope? I mean, should every young, capable, talented girl or or guy wake up tomorrow in Ukraine and say, you know what? I've had enough of this. You know, I'm going to move. I am talented. I have capabilities. I have language skills. I have the ability to see the world. What's going to happen with with everyone like that? On one hand, I would love to create something here. I would love to help this. Even if it's the smallest thing, I would love to help someone create something or to build something. But on the other hand, you know, it's my life and I only have one life. And I would like to live it as I deserve to and as my family deserves to. It's a really tough question because we have, uh, as you know, we have a very complicated situation here. Um, And um, I think for now, uh, the only thing I see for myself is um, creating a life somewhere else for me and my family. But maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not, you know, uh, patriotic enough or something. But... For me, I, I don't see, you know, other choice. And I really admire people who are staying here and trying to do something. But I don't know, maybe I'm just not one of them. I got you. Well, listen, Pauline, it's been a wonderful conversation. We appreciate your time. And for you, my uh, wonderful audience, um, this is incredible. A 22-year-old girl in Ukraine, country that's still has a lot of corruption, still has a lot of obstacles for young people. And um, according to Pauline, um, and um, still able to achieve a lot of great things, still able to travel globally, still able to publish a book, have a job, have a job that she loves, and have a lot of great ideas, thoughts, aspirations. It's just wonderful. It's a, it's a great opportunity for everyone to think this way, to basically achieve what they want to achieve. So thank you so much for having this conversation with us and best of luck to you. Thank you for having me. It was a great experience for me. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.